Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 468. Uh, I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And before we jump into the news here, because this is a news episode, I want to remind you... Uh, that a positive review and rating on iTunes goes a long way in helping us grow as a show. Second, there is a show out there called DC Cinematic Minute, and a few months ago, or a month ago, or something, I did a week's worth of shows with those guys, Mark and Nathan, a goodly sort. Mm -hmm. The show runs five days a week, and each one is relatively short, 15 to 30 minutes usually, and they analyze one minute of a film every episode. Right now, they're still on BBS, uh, so we got into some uh, nitty-gritty over on BBS. It was a lot of fun, and uh, you should definitely go check that out. Thirdly, I want to wish a happy second anniversary to our friends Deej and Lane over the Nerd Talkalypse podcast, a show dedicated to the many fandoms of modern-day geekery. Happy uh, anniversary! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary, guys. You, you got Jason all excited. That You made me do my bad radio voice. That wasn't even a bad radio voice. <laughs> bad announcer voice? I don't know. It's a bad voice. That part I'm sure about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Deej and Lane are good blokes. Mm-hmm. Go check them out, nerdtalkalypsepodcast.com. Go give them a sniff. And uh, lastly, I'll tell you this. We have a special voicemail after the credits today, and uh, it's someone we haven't heard from in a long time. Uh, someone I believe I know I, I know the identity of. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so listen after the credits for, for that treat folks and i'll add that i don't think we can answer the question that is posited (laughs) in response (laughs) yeah i i i don't know that i was planning on answering it i think i was just planning on playing the thing and leaving it alone (laughs) i I just was gonna say i don't think we have anything i don't don't think there's a i have no a to that q yeah All right, so I, I, I've kind of been waiting to see if this was going to pop up anywhere. Uh, so we're we're gonna get we're gonna get into some some 
kind of bummer kind of news here. Um, first off, over on Justice League, I'm sure you guys have seen the headlines about whether or not Zack Snyder was fired from Justice League. And it's mostly is coming from a guy named Josh Dickey, uh, who's an entertainment journalist, and or it, he was until recently. He's leaving the industry and um, setting it on fire. Pretty much, that's I guess. But he's <laughs> this comes from a tweet from Josh Dickey. He says, "Since I'm shifting into DGAF mode." Here's a hot one for you. Zack Snyder was fired from the DCEU just over one year ago. Couldn't write it quite that way at the time, but was able to tap dance around it. And he links to a Mashable article he wrote, and I'll I'll put up a link to that. Um, uh, and I will say, I, I believe this. Um, I, I first heard hints of this privately from a few people uh, a few months ago. And uh, the guys at the Suicide Squad cast have talked about it on Twitter, uh, about hearing from certain sources. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't feel ethically at liberty to divulge the sources. Um, and I don't know anything of the details, really. Only, there's, only that there's really no way to keep this kind of thing quiet forever. And uh, it's not our story to tell necessarily, and but we will talk about it as it unfolds publicly and as it becomes like public knowledge. I, I don't want to get into the little bit that I know. Um, and you know, I, as much as I'm willing to talk crap about writers and directors and producers for creative decisions, I do want to respect their privacy on this. And uh, but I, I don't, I don't really believe. I, I think Zack Snyder was absolutely fired over a year ago, and I know that that insinuate certain things and i'm trying to not jump to unsavory conclusions about what that implies in relation to his daughter and uh and her suicide i don't think Zack snyder was using that um i don't think he was using it to, to cover himself in any way but um i also don't have any idea what happened in that way so um i don't know what warner brothers was doing i it doesn't look good but um, this absolutely feels like the initial pop of the old can opener, penetrating big old can of worms. And that's really all I'm willing to say at this point. I don't know. Like I, This all feels icky, man. Yeah, I have even less. Um, I don't think if there's anything in there, it's a can of worm. Just singular worm. That's it. It's like an, it's an issue that I just cannot fathom why anyone cares about. Uh-huh. Because the headline <laughs> to me is like, Snyder was fired before he was fired. And yeah. On top of that, like, even with sources, it's still just it's still just sources uh, uncorroborated. It's not it to me. It's not news on two fronts. One, in the sense that even if it's true, who cares? Uh huh. Like, if you already thought Snyder was wronged, this I guess braces you. If you thought Snyder, I, I don't I don't know where the other side of this issue is. Like, yeah. we, no matter how how you felt about Justice League, we all thought well. Snyder probably could have gotten a better deal. And I, I guess just various yeah. parts of, like, there's spectrums of feelings about that, but I think everyone basically was like, yeah, I don't know, Snyder probably got screwed in some capacity. So sure. going into the depth of that capacity is is very much a, why? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very much old news. I mean, it's, we're, it's, it's well, old, this... not helpful news is the, my major thing. Well, it's it's old news, and it might not necessarily be helpful, but um, I I'm interested. 
if they if they came out with a documentary today about everything that's happened in the DCEU behind the scenes, I would definitely watch it. I would stop recording right now to watch it. <laughs> it might be interesting. It's like if that was going to be the case that there was an expose, like a, a, a real tell-all, that might be one thing. But like if all we're yeah. going to do is crawl into this piece of backstory over and over again one piece at a time at the detriment of Snyder's family because I don't care how you feel about some piece of entertainment that was two hours long. That's his family we're talking about. Back yeah. off. Yeah. Doesn't mean that much. This is a piece of entertainment. Have right. some perspective. Like Absolutely. <laughs> whatever happened around that time, it, it can't be worth it. And all we're really going to learn at the end of the day is that WB's an idiot? Why did we mm-hmm. not know that? There's, I mean, there's, well, I knew that. Uh, like, there's no, no one's going to come out at the end of this story and be like, oh, well, I had Warner Brothers back until now. That's not happening. <laughs> it's a useless, pointless story. I mean, regardless of whether there's truth to it, I think it's an ineffectual story that's just, like, not even implicitly, like, very kind of specifically hurtful in certain ways. Just, Mm -hmm. it's the kind of thing that's just, like, let's just walk away. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard for me. I don't know. I kind of feel like we, we, like, I don't want to talk about it, and then... I kind of feel like, you know, everybody else is talking about this. Like, everybody is talking about this. People are wondering about this and, you know, wanting to know what, what we think about it. And uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's it's just one of those things where you're... Uh, I feel like we're going to have to wait until, like, Snyder's like, yes, they did this, or no, they didn't do this, or, you know, whatever. And you have to wait for certain non-disclosure agreements to, to run out and before I- everything gets real uh, candid. Yeah. I mean, there might be a time where everything is, everything's up front, and I don't know. Maybe maybe we know the whole story at some point, but yeah, it'd be different even if we all knew the, the whole story all at once. But to peel it away in pieces like this just seems harmful in a way that I can't get behind. Yeah, it's uh, it would well, be entirely different feel... if there was something that might change, like something yeah. useful to the world that might well, change if we peeled away the pieces of the story, but I just can't see it. I'm, it might. It might, you know, it might change the way Warner Brothers does stuff. I, I doubt it. I doubt it very highly. There's I mean, no well, dollar figure except, on the story that's going to make them consider things differently. No, well, maybe. There, you know, there's a lot to be said for negative press affecting how you actually do business. I, I get it, but the the negative press that should have developed around like the bonuses and Sujihara and Emmerich is it Emmerich right yeah um, wanting their bonuses and all that should have been to me that should have been more effectual yeah if something was going to affect it like hey we tanked your movie that you all care about that you've all spent years invested in that we all built up we tanked your movie because we wanted a bonus that should have been way way more a provocative than it may not have been it, about the bonuses. It may have been because they just wanted to get it out of the way. That's yeah. Like, they knew it even was bad. Then, that's even then that's another take on it. That's just, if someone's just, you know, <laughs> if someone's just barely caring and then they punt on it at the end, come on, man, take them off it. Yeah. Anyway. It, it's just, uh, I, uh, overall at the end of the day and we'll move on to other things at the end of the day, I think even as even as people who enjoy Justice League, I think we can all agree everyone involved, the Snyder the Snyder super fans who are angry about Justice League and uh, the people who enjoy Justice League, I think we can all come together, hold hands and say WB screwed up. And uh, <laughs> No, I I don't think there's any reasonable person that said no. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> 
WB nailed everything. No, there's there's no one saying that. Yeah. I mean, there's no one saying that that doesn't work for their PR department. And even right. they have admitted mistakes on occasion. Right. There's no version or, of this where that's the or argument. Or we can, we can all just hold hands and point at that one guy, that one fan who decided to... Uh, to, to message Zack Snyder on Vero and say, hey, did you see all the deleted scenes? Have you watched any of those yet? <laughs> that was glorious. <laughs> Snyder's like, yeah, I shot them. <laughs> no, he was way nicer. He was way nicer about it. That's how I would have said it. Yes, that's, that's, that's the tone <laughs> I would have taken. <laughs> I did see them live when I filmed them <laughs> several times because you don't just film it once. Right. I've seen takes you've never imagined. Or the same take you can imagine over and over again. <laughs> With the camera slightly to the right. Yeah. <laughs> With different emphasis on different cavil words. On a, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I think I will leave that story with be civil. Be civil. Just whatever you think happened, be civil about it. Don't Don't attack anybody, please. Leave Snyder and his family alone. Anyway. Uh, so Justice League is, is available for digital download. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The, uh, the credit scenes are, are actually credit, online credit as well. Right I did go back um, and rewatch the Barry and Superman race a couple times, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same too you saw in the theater, if you actually went to see it. Yeah, it's, it's not like extra after credit scenes that you hadn't seen, but I did want to see that again, so when I saw that news, I went, ooh, and I went and found that specifically. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had time to do that. I, 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 I've wanted to, but I haven't had, haven't had time. Mm, who would have thought? All right, so there's a, uh, yeah. In case you, you're new to the show, I'm getting married in like seven days, man. It's like next <laughs> Less week. Than. It's, yeah, it's like at this time next week. I, I am. Well, I'm gonna be taking family pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're just above seven days. Yeah. Mm. So. Aquaman! Yay! <laughs> Except, ooh. There's a, yeah. There's a trailer rumor, and it's just that. According to James Wan, all the rumors that began with uh, this cat, Carlos uh, Villalobos Jr., posting uh, about his uh, scoring the first look at Aquaman are premature. Wan explained that the composer's involvement didn't involve the trailer in any capacity and asked fans to be patient. He said he wanted to, quote, make sure it rocks. You gotta like um, his attitude. Yeah, sure. James Wan is awesome. Now there was a bit of uh, a bit of news here from the Aquaman Shrine uh, that people I've seen a lot of people quoting, so I thought I'd talk about it real quick and throw my two cents in. Uh, Aquaman Shrine is saying uh, orange and green for Halloween. WB licensing event attendee says the Aquaman movie costume shown is exactly like the modern comics version. Th- that's it. That's all we have. And I'm just going to say, if it's a licensing event attendee, this means nothing. It, yeah. This this didn't even come with... I couldn't even find pictures. Yeah. And they could... Yeah. They could have... They could have seen some random action figure. They could have seen uh, something that showcased that classic uniform and decided it was news. But look at some of the previous licensing on these WB movies. We had BVS... Uh, and I think Justice League figures of Aquaman in the classic orange and green. Mm-hmm. We also had Superman in black and silver for Justice League, and mm-hmm. that's why you're pissed off that it's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, on BBS, we had the Lexo suit, Lex Luthor, pimped. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was any of that? 
So, you know, I'd hold off on the fireworks. I, I wouldn't get too excited about this, guys. And if it happens, yay. But, yeah, whatever. I, as a rule, if you're at a venue and money is changing hands, come on, man. Can't can't trust everything. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, there are versions of, of these kinds of gatherings where they can just throw anything at the wall and hope you get excited and leave thinking your money was worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I hate. I mean, uh, I, hate, I hate to sound that god disdainful of parts of the industry, but yeah, it, it can be that. It's stupid. all right. You can be disdainful. I don't mind. <laughs> it's part of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is because this is a real thing that's apparently happening in part of our news cycle now. Uh, Lobo, mm-hmm. screenwriter. <laughs> Lobo screenwriter uh, Jason Fuchs, uh, who wrote Wonder Woman revealed in an interview with Latino Review Media that he's eyeing the Lobo comics that uh, that have Lobo depicted as a bounty hunter. And he says, uh, he, this is an interesting quote, though. I think when you're working on comic book characters, especially ones that are near and dear to my heart, like Wonder Woman and Lobo are, you want to create something that's true to what the original text are. So he's talking about the original text. He is, and he took what I feel like is a very scripted thing that we hear a lot uh-huh. and interjected a portion of a sentence that has never been said in the history of humanity. Oh, yeah? What's that? Characters that are near and dear to my heart, like Wonder Woman and Lobo, are. <laughs> yeah. But he goes Wh- wherever on. Wherever the bell rings when a new sentence is formed, the bell rings. Uh-huh. I, yeah, it, I, okay. He's it probably says, on, like, I've... Noam Chomsky's desk somewhere. <laughs> He says, I think Wonder Woman really captures the feeling of not only the original Moulton Marston comics, but the George Perez run in the late 80s. It feels like reading those comics up on the big screen. So for something like Lobo, without saying too much about it, I'll, it'll feel, I imagine, quite different, because the Lobo comic itself is quite different. What Keith Giffen and Alan Grant put together was something really unique, and hopefully we'll capture some of that same spirit when we make the movie. Now, um... I think it's interesting because he brings up the original text, mm-hmm. and K- Giffen and Grant weren't the first team to work on Lobo. Giffen was a co-creator, but Lobo had a different original backstory. Like he was originally like I think Valorpian, and um, and his entire race was like wiped out by another species entirely. But then when Giffen and Grant worked on it in the nineties, uh, he was Zarnian, and he <clears throat> he had killed every member of his race they came up with the he, unto eden a snake was born version right so i think it's interesting that he's bringing up the original molten marston's version and then the george perez wonder woman because it feels like he's insinuating that he's going to be taking bits from the original lobo run and bits from the keith uh, keith giffen and alan grant run and putting those together in some way um but and that's fine, but what is really exciting to me is that he specifically mentioned the Keith Giffen and Alan Grant run being something, uh, being of the same spirit of the movie. And uh, if you're wondering what I think he means by that same spirit, I, I did pull the synopsis for Volume 1 of Lobo by Keith Giffen and Alan Grant, uh, courtesy of DCComics.com. And if you want to buy that, it's twenty four ninety nine. We're not making money off of that. I'm just telling you. But here's the <laughs> synopsis they they gave. It's the big bad Lobo book that has something to offend everyone. 
In these fast-shooting, gut-riching tales from the 1990s, Lobo's out for revenge on whoever wrote an unauthorized biography of his life as a gun for hire. Then, the Easter Bunny hires Lobo to kill his biggest rival, Santa Claus. And Lobo signs on to kill the galaxy's greatest criminal, but promptly gets killed. And 200 of the main man's illegitimate offspring team up to knock off dear old dad. Well, that sounds delightful. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. I kind of like a version where they they use both backstories, where, you know, maybe he just acts like like the Zarnian, but the real story is the other one. Because Uh the legend developed, like, maybe the real story is he was the last of his kind, and, and that was sad, but then... The story that yeah. develops around him is, yeah, he killed everybody. He's a, you know, he's a traitor Maybe. and a creep, and then he just kind of runs with it because it works for him. And yeah, like there's that underlying, like, yeah, you know, it's always that kind of thing where like the badass has one little soft spot kind of thing, and the soft spot is, well, the truth is kind of weird, but whatever. I'm a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I feel like I'm softening it as I'm saying it, but I'm still, I could dig that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know. So if that's uh, I, I went from basically having no faith in this Lobo movie with the Michael Bay rumors to having like all the faith in the world with this with the, this quote somehow. Where I was just like, oh man, <clears throat> yeah. If he's looking at Giffen and Grant, all right, <laughs> not a bad place to start, you say? No. Now you know a lot of fans are excited about this next piece of news. I'm gonna not be one of those fans. Um, it's not news; it's a possibility. I just thought I'd ask you what you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've saw. I'm sure you saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Colton Haynes of Arrow, <laughs> played Arsenal, Roy Harper says hashtag Nightwing, and uh, he has three hugging face emojis. And then a minute later, he tweeted again, "This is going to be a great year." And then like three more hugging face emojis. Everyone's freaking out because they think he's going to be Nightwing, and mm-hmm. they're excited about it. They're actually excited about it. I'm not excited about that if that's true. Like I don't. I no no. I don't want any part of that. Nope. He's barely passable as Roy. I like him as Roy. That's actually one of the reasons I don't like him as Nightwing. <laughs> he has cemented as that character. Yeah, I mean, he has, and I enjoy, like, it's one of those things where, like, I enjoy when he comes back to Arrow just because I like seeing the gang, all the gang all together, you know? Sure. But, uh, I don't think he's particularly good, at, even as Roy. Like, he's just kind of there. He always just kind of looks like he's about to poot. Like, he's maybe <laughs> got a poot that he can't get out. I, I won't... No, I won't travel down that road with you. He I, just looks kind of stern, you know? He does look a little stern, but I think that's a requirement for getting on the set of Arrow. Maybe. I I don't... I don't have anything against him as an actor. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I've been annoyed with some of the places they took Roy over the years. Yeah. And, you know, that's the that's one of the things with the with these shows. I'm never sure if it's the actor or the writing. That's the other thing. Is like uh, Think about the bulk of when he was relevant was season two and three, where me and you have... Some of our biggest problems with the show. Yeah, I, I don't think it's him. I, I'm not willing to blame him at all. And frankly, yeah. like I know he's coming back to Arrow. We've talked about it, and I'm happy about that. I want to see him. I want to yeah. see what they do, and like I want to see what they do with his absence and all of that. It's, but I'm excited about him there. I don't, I don't dig him in the Night Ring world. I, I don't know what it yeah. is about it exactly. It's, it, he's too short for one thing. He is, he is a mite short, but. Is it bad that part of me just thinks he should have longer hair that I can't envision on him? Like, part yeah. of me just thinks he, that he should be able to wear, like, a, you know, three or four inch bang and pull it off. And I don't feel like he could. Yeah. He's got this, like... I feel like an asshole casting agent looking at a headshot right yeah. now, but still, eh, that's kind of what he's we're got, all doing. 
He's got this MC, uh, not MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice vibe. <laughs> I just can't get into. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought about it at all. But maybe, maybe. Anyway. I'll tell you this. I'll bet two things. <laughs> One, yeah. I'll bet he could. I'll out dance whatever Vanilla Ice's real name is that I've forgotten right now. Robert Van Winkle. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, poor sod. All right, so I'll bet Colton Haynes could outdance him, but I know for a fact Robert Van Winkle, I guess, can, <laughs> can flip a house better. Uh huh. And jet ski better. He's got a weird. He's got a weird life. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Award-winning competitive jet skier, and he does uh does house projects. Anyways. Uh huh. You know, I the only know that guy's never sees. I only know his real name because of uh, they did a parody of it on In Living Color mm-hmm. with Jim Carrey as Vanilla Ice. And uh, they're doing a parody of Ice Ice Baby. And mm-hmm. they go... Uh, that feels perfect they go, for In Living Color at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, what's mandatory. your real name? Yeah. They go, what's your real name? He goes, Robert Van Winkle. Why did you change it? Nothing rhymes with Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic parody. Now, according to the Nielsen ratings, HBO's premiere of Wonder Woman brought in 2.8 million viewers, which is HBO's largest audience for a premiere in two years. This was on a Saturday night, no less. Uh, this managed to beat out the Winter Olympics by 300,000 viewers. Right. Yeah. Uh, it also put it an average of 500,000 above the premieres of the other DCEU films. His Sunday Night Encore brought in HBO's best movie ratings since 2014 with another 1.6 million viewers. And that does it for our movie news. Yeah. Not a bad showing there on HBO. No. No, that's impressive. Especially with, like, you would think it would have been, like, way less because of the uh, the critical failure of Justice League. People just don't give a shit, man. They just like them some Wonder Woman. They like, do. And that's what's going to happen, I feel like. I think people, like, if something looks bad, they're like, ah, oh, screw it. I'll, I might come around for the next one, but I'm not watching that. I've literally heard people express that opinion. And yeah. sadly, the only thing that really hurts my heart about it, like, I, I get it if you if you watch Justice League and you never want to see it again, but you really loved Wonder Woman and you'll watch that thing four times before the next, before Wonder Woman 2, you'll watch it again real quick, you know, just to refresh your time. Like, if you've tried them all and you didn't like one and you liked another... I mean, great. Okay, cool. I get it. But the, the uh-huh. only one that really hurts my heart is I've heard people say, like, eh, I just, I don't know. I saw the reviews on Justice League. I'm not even going to do it. But Wonder Woman was good. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Wonder Woman was, like, a solid 30% of that movie and a solid 35% of why that movie was good. Uh-huh. Like, just, if all you enjoyed was the one thing, just go try it. Right? But that's a specific example. In general, when someone just kind of does that thing, we're like, yeah, I'll catch him on the next one. Because of the reviews, I'm always, mm-hmm. come on, man, two hours, two hours of your life. Just try it. There's like The next time you can't sleep. Just the next time you can't sleep, it's 11 o'clock, you needed to be in bed at 1030, you've been trying for 30 minutes, you can't do it. Just just watch, just watch a minute, just just try it. Yeah, and you know, these things come back. It, you know, there's, there's a lot of people, and it'll be years and years of people railing against Justice League or BVS on the internet, and they did the same thing with X3. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to bring up something you mentioned earlier, sure. X Men Three, they like, oh yeah, no, it's bad, it's bad. And then you know, but now you, you look around and people are like, you know, I liked X Men Three. This start it starts gaining back, like people like giving it a shot, like ah, maybe I'll go look at it again, 
Or maybe I'll go look at it and see what I thought. And I never saw it to begin with because of the bad reviews. Yeah. And you start getting a resurgence of people who are just like, eh, it wasn't that bad. Hell, even uh, I mostly enjoyed X-Men Origins Wolverine more than X-Men 2. Mm, that's mostly fair. I mean, I feel like I can I, watch some. I can watch about, some bad CGI. I don't care about bad CGI. I just don't. I mean, <laughs> I do, but it doesn't take me out of it that much. Eh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'm I'm situational about that. But like Origin X Men Origins Wolverine by itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the greatest tragedy was at the time they had planned like X Men Origins Magneto, X Men Origins Gambit, X Men Origins Deadpool. They had all these plans for it, and I think all those just crumpled under the weight of the failure of that movie. Yeah, I don't think that had was a, a lot uh, to do with the fact that the thing was released before any of the CGI could have uh, was completed as uh, as a leak. Uh huh. It gained a lot of negative press, but no, they 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 deserve what they got for what they did to Deadpool alone. Oh, that alone, and the fact that they literally blackmailed Ryan Reynolds into that role is is a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. um, that being said, like sixty five percent of that movie is actually pretty good. And then it's it, but it's it's not like sixty five is pretty good. And then I don't know the rest is okay. It's like sixty five percent of the movie is pretty good. And then thirty five percent of that movie needs to be burned in the ninth circle of hell. <laughs> yes, it's not a little bit bad. It's but even tank it but even, and let the sands of time take it away. But see, to me, like yes, there is a huge portion of that movie that was bad, but it was still entertaining, which is more than I could say for X Men Two. I agree. Or it was just like, damn it, can we just get past the 15 endings? I have to pee. This is the most boring <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <sighs> the only thing these stingers are stinging is my bladder control. <laughs> They're not even stingers. It's just, okay, now we got to watch a vague phoenix silhouette made of fire underneath Alkaline Lake. and <sighs> We're never going to get to that. I get it. Yeah. And I just hate Brian Cox. (laughs) I don't... He's one of those... He's one of those weird chemical reactions for me. I don't Uh, know why. I I don't have an opinion about him in any... He is... I I have no feeling about him one one way or the other. Yeah. I I feel you. I feel you. Right, we got a little bit of feedback. Dr. Steve at Weird Medicine says, uh, Weirdly over to Lobo. Or I should say, weirdly, over to Lobo, is which is I think how I said it before. Something maybe like the there. greatest, maybe the greatest podcast line ever. <laughs> uh, Congratulations! <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> Ryan D. Hulesman on Twitter, uh, amongst many other things, we had a whole conversation with him. Says thanks for helping me pass time at a long, boring day at work with your new episode. You are certainly welcome, sir. Uh, and we, we really enjoy talking to, to, to Ryan over on Twitter and, and everybody who decides to, uh, to message us. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we did have a huge, uh, conversation. So collectively you have all made me actually sit around and see Twitter. I never mm-hmm. thought that would be a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still confused. Yeah. Uh, Eliza Love over on Facebook tells us great podcast this week, which is nice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, Sherman Smith says, just saw Lego Batman, didn't know if I'll like it, not a fan of campy Batman like the 60s show or the Clooney version, but this was really good, going all out comedy but keeping the soul of the character, all the jokes hit, very well done. And I mostly agree with you, Sherm. Yeah, 
I, I think I do it right. I don't have any memories of the movie that contradict it. Well, you know, I think, and you know, you'd have to go back and look and listen to our Lego Batman review. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you what I felt about. I remember liking the movie. I I felt like there was some stuff that didn't that didn't hit for me, but it's been a long time, man. I haven't I haven't seen that in a while. That's true. I'd have to go back and listen to our review, but yeah. overall, my as memory serves me. Um, it, it seemed like everyone involved really loved the characters and treated them with a lot of respect and yanked them around the chain in equal measure, which is kind of what I hope for with the Lego movie. It's mostly how I remember it. It's mostly how I remember it. I don't remember Barbara Gordon being done particularly well. I don't. Just never felt like, never felt like Barbara Gordon at all. But maybe. But they I also, changed her character completely. I also don't remember her being done at all. So that that's one I'd have to be re- refreshed on. Like, yeah. I remember she was there. Yeah, exactly. But I've got nothing. Yeah, I think it was Rosario Dawson doing her, and it was like, oh, I think you're right. She was she wasn't like you know Oracle or anything. No, she, she was wasn't the, like the chief police super brainy. Yeah, she was just like, oh, I'm, my dad's retiring and I'm becoming commissioner or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but and that was super weird. It was just a strange version of Barbara. I want to say I remember thinking it was a neat take, but eh, the miniature are lost to me now. No. I'd have to go back and watch it again to see if my opinions match the previous opinions. <laughs> All right, so we're about to go over to TV. Um, we're at DCOnScreen.com. Every, free, every episode is free over there. Uh, you can actually go and check out our merch store as well. Uh, the shirts are really solid. I'll say that. Um, it is the truth. It is the truth. It's, it's red bubble. I, I dig them. Uh, their the shirts are comfortable. They're, they're pretty solid. Um, I don't talk about them a lot on the show, but they're a thing. They're there. And, um, I don't know. Shamalama. Hmm. You can, f- <laughs> you can find us, uh, on Twitter, DC on screen, Facebook DC on screen. Uh, I tweet at David C. Robertson. Anyway, we're going to get spoilery a little bit on DC TV if you're not following along. Uh, you've just had your outro, keep some DC on your screen. And here is our DC TV news CW is expanding their original programming slate uh, to include Sunday night, President Mark Pedowitz explained. By expanding to six nights, the CW is now able to give our fans even more of the series they're so passionate about. Broadcasting remains the foundation of our multi-platform approach to bringing our programming to viewers. He also said, we are looking at the moment to what's returning and what's not. We believe in our shows and we'll keep them on. There's a world where a lot of these shows come back and some don't. Well, that's starting to sound a little different than the previous sentence. Yeah. Do you, do you see how there's an emotional roller coaster you've been riding as you as you go over those little sound bites? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, given that CW has uh, also ordered nine different pl- uh, pilots this season, uh, this doesn't at all mean that the Arrowverse shows are safe from cancellation. Um it doesn't cancel out the previous Pedowitz news that the CW will only air four superhero shows a week. Not but um, CW actually hasn't renewed any of his 15 original programming shows. So, um, Not technically. Uh, I mean, granted, it's, Clinch, it's early. Clinch, that doesn't... It's not a bad sign, necessarily. I mean, I'd bet real money Black Lightning gets, re- gets renewed. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet... I mean, whatever you're willing to take me on on that one, almost. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd mortgage my home on that bet, man. <laughs> That's a great show. The the ratings right. are just so damn good. Um, but all what all that amounts to 
it sounds like is they haven't actually written anything yet, which is again that it's really premature. Don't don't think about that too much. Like uh-huh. th- we're we're a couple of months before you start expecting to see renewal notices. I mean, you're going to get right. some, but we're a couple months before you expect them. So mm-hmm. maybe not a couple months, but at least a month. Um. Anyway, so all that being said, everything Pedowitz has given us in the last few weeks, what you walk away with is like he. It sounds like he has some sense that there may be some superior fatigue. That he's trying to kind of backpedal against it, I, I think proactively, which I kind of I kind of like because I don't. I mean, when I've looked at the ratings, I haven't seen any kind of like fatigue specifically about this genre. It just seems like all of the ratings are kind of declining at the rate that all shows decline. Like everything kind mm-hmm. of starts at a point and then immediately goes down to a point, and then if it's good enough, it gets to stay, and then it just kind of keeps going with these little bumps here and these little spikes, but it just kind of keeps going kind of down like very few shows slope up a lot you know yeah so you get that you get these maybe being proactive i respect all that and then the the weird thing about we're only going to do four battling against fatigue again i think he's probably still got our backs here like i think he's trying to make sure that the numbers are right for all the shows and then Mm -hmm. it's weird because he's like but we're gonna go into sunday which is again like like for tv monday through friday is really sunday through thursday like if you so, if you throw something on Friday or Saturday, if it's on Friday, you're basically putting in a death slot, and if it's on Saturday, you're pretty much doing it to insult the people that are working on the show. Oh, uh-huh. like that's I mean, that's not even a chance. That's that's just an ins. You're just. I imagine like if you have to say like, yeah, I had a show on television. When did it air? <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. So those are death slots. I opening up Sunday is uh, good, but it doesn't mean we're gonna get anything. Yeah, those those Saturday night airings are rough, man. No one cares. It's the universal night of, you know, 80% of the population is not going to be even available for viewing. I always felt bad for Pretender on NBC. <laughs> it's a good show, man. I never saw that one. Uh, of course not. It was Saturday night. <laughs> like 9 o'clock Saturday night. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we may, like he said, he he's still talking about, like, we think, you know, airing shows is still the platform that we want to stick with. Basically, he's saying we still trust television. We're not we're not just going to trust live streaming to take care of shows instead of when instead of when we air them being important. And that's great, but you got to wonder like when there's a transfer, when when the thought process changes. I wonder if there's a future where it's like, yeah, you can get it on Saturday night. Who cares? It's going to stream fine during the week. Yeah. Well, I think that's coming. I think I think I think it's it's well on its way. Like the real sea change for me will be the moment where someone airs something live on Saturday just to get it out there, so that the next day air ratings it'll be available Sunday night because that's what they're banking on. Mm-hmm. That'll be the moment where I think everything changes. I mean, you just had a major studio release a movie on Netflix and throw a trailer up two hours before the the premiere on on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Five I mean, million people that weekend. Shit be changed. <laughs> five million viewers that weekend. Even if the movie kind of sucked, shit be changed, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So as if you heard our uh, Legends of Tomorrow review the previous episode, you will know that Matt Ryan will return to Legends in episode 15, Necromancing the Stone. And that will still leave three weeks in, uh, in the season for Legends. So maybe there's more to hope for. Actor Nick Zeno Instagrammed that he was, quote, going into the last episode of the season, like, while a very recognizable coat stood behind him. Uh, so. That 
Fingers crossed. By no means means that he's necessarily going to be in the finale. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I mean, he he could like that could be Nick Zano's final scene that he was about to do, and he happened to do that while they're working on another episode in the background. Like any of that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. What we do know for sure is that at some point Nick Zano is apparently going to get his ass beat because the the picture he released he's he's uh, he's bleeding down both sides of the nose. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Do you have it? Guts. It was it was nice to see. I apologize. Coat. I don't know. Even the trench coat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I was just going right, to ignore so, your uh, weird noise spasm. Shamalama <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so um, we got one more piece of news here that I, I felt like was worthy of talking about. They released an English version of the Batman Ninja trailer. I think it looks amazing. Uh, if you dig Batman and anime, I think this is going to be a must for you. Uh, I know you're not big on anime though. Nah. <laughs> I've gotten into it in Adele before, but for short, nah. Yeah. So it's uh, it comes out April 24th digitally and uh, May 8th on Blu-ray and DVD. And uh, Batman Ninja stars Roger Craig Smith as the Dark Knight. He sounds great, by the way. Tony Vale is the Joker, which is going to take a lot of getting used to. He sounds real weird for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gray Griffin as Catwoman, who we've we've seen her play that role before, and she's great. She's great at that. Tara Strong as Harley Quinn. I absolutely always just win. do that all day. Um, I don't know how to say this. Fred Tedescori? Skiori? I don't know. Sure. As Gorilla Grodd. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, I think, it, I think it sounds, I think it looks cool. It, uh, they sound great. I'm down with it, man. I'm, I'm down with the sickness as some angry rocker once said in the nineties mm-hmm. or the early two thousands, early aughts, as they say. I think that one was the nineties. Was it the nineties? I think. You know, I just, I only really, I don't remember. I remember, I, I, I'm just judging it based on when, uh, I think it was uh, Running With Scissors came out by Weird Al Yankovic because he put that song in his Angry White Boy Polka. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I- all right, so we got a little... What? Now, all, what? all I can what hear now say? is like, well, wah, 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 whatever that sound is he makes at the beginning of that song. The ooh wah, 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 Whatever. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't, I I can't, can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Weird Al does it. Oh, I'm sure he's capable that bizarre <laughs> talented fuck i'm sure i'm sure that's in his wheelhouse uh i mean you haven't lived until you've heard him sing those lyrics you know he just open up your hate and let it flow into me <laughs> <laughs> that's about as much as i could do i i could make it maybe half a line into trying to do it the way that it's originally done before i just needed like cough for 5 minutes and get two glasses of water very cold water down uh-huh. there. I do not have the th- the throat of a punk or new metal singer. No, yeah. Well, you you don't need it if you're doing the Weird Al version, man. I know that that's maybe the only version I can handle. <laughs> All right. So Randy SF45 on Twitter says uh, seven minutes with Matt Ryan and Legends of Tomorrow is much improved. I meant to put that in the last episode, but I, I didn't do it. I forgot. Mm. So here it is in this episode. <laughs> and I I agree. I agree. Matt Ryan makes everything better. He does. Um, I, I, and oh yeah, uh, Rob at Bob78741 on Twitter says, thought you might be interested in this. 
since I just listened to your top 10 uh, BTAS episodes and Mondo has apparently put out a uh, a line of, of uh, really well done posters, like excellent posters. I saw some of those. They were good. Um, the want is strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the hell I'd put them. Yeah. But uh, thank you for letting us know about that, Rob. I, I I think aside from the Witter Woman voicemail, we're done. That's all I got. All, all right, guys. I have got. Uh, <laughs> quick, hold uh, on, I will hold on, quick thing. Let me let me check one mm-hmm. thing. Let me okay. Let me check I'm this stretching to be sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we will be back with more TV stuff. But not for a couple of weeks. Gotham premieres March 1st. We're going to cover that uh, in the days following. Uh-huh. We won't be back with more news for two weeks. Yeah. Because somebody... I got, uh, yeah. Here it comes. That's some shit they got to get done or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I I liked it, so I had to put a ring on it. <laughs> How did you fit a ring on your copy of Batman the Animated Series? Oh, Bethany, Bethany. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Bethany, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As any as, as any good uh, millennial, I, uh, I decided to listen to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That's Queen. <sighs> I understand. <laughs> so, congratulations in advance. Thank you. And then I guess we'll congratulate you on the other side and see if... Uh, right. We'll make sure in two weeks that divorce paperwork hasn't been filed. Yeah, it won't be. It'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be good. We'll be good. I think you. You got this. We've been together. We've been together ten years. I, I doubt it'll be that quick on the divorce papers. <laughs> Although I think we'll be good. In its own way, hilarious if that's how it happens. But I, I have a hundred. <sighs> I'll say seventy percent certainty that that's not happening. Yeah, it w- it's, I don't, I, it's not, it wouldn't be hilarious to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be hilarious to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's uh, let's all bid. His uh, Dave's technically single because if you file your taxes, you're either married or you're useless. Um, uh-huh. Life, one last to do. Mm-hmm. God, we've both gotten married while we're doing this show. Not yet, I haven't. Strange times. Yeah, you just gotta survive. I very very <laughs> close right now to when we're recording exactly seven days. Uh huh. Yeah, the ceremony should be starting in about forty. No, well, thirty-eight minutes. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. In seven days. So. Alright. Well, good luck. Any, anywho. Um, I, I, yeah. The next time I talk to you guys, I'll be a married man. That's weird. It's weird to say. Weird to think. I don't think you'll notice a difference. Nope. Alright, well. Your left side feels um, a little heavy. That's all. For like three days. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Well, you've got like an ounce of ring on you that just feels odd for a few days, and then you get oh, used to it. Oh, I've been wearing I, I've been wearing the ring for like a month and a half or so just to get used to it. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. Oh, you're fine. You're gonna be good. Yeah, um, yeah, guys, we're DC on screen. Find every episode for free. DConscreen.com. We've got shirts. We might uh throw something else up sometime soon. I don't know. There's a bunch of different shirts for you uh, if you like. That sort of thing. Uh, you can showcase your love for the show. Showcase your love for the show. Uh, there's too many shows in that sentence. Uh-huh. And uh, blah, blah, blah. I, <laughs> I tweet it. David C. Robertson. The show tweets at DC on screen. I tweet it. We nothing. are on Facebook. You tweet at DC on screen sometimes. Yeah, it's really. 
Like, uh, seriously, I was, like, going through, like, notifications to get, like, fan feedback and stuff before the show, and there was, like, so many things I just haven't seen. Actually, that's half the reason like, I enjoy doing it, is because, like, I feel like you check check it halfway into a conversation. Yeah, like, I just, I apparently, like, if Jason sees the stuff, like, I don't get the notifications for it, so, like, right. I'm just like, wow, nobody sent us anything, and then I look at it, and I'm like, oh, okay, Jason's had, like, 15, like, hour-long conversations with people right, on, right. on, okay. And I I like to imagine that to some extent it happens in a way where like we we have slightly different waking hours. So we do. I like to think that every now and then you wake up and look at the notifications. You're like, what was I saying? What was it? what the hell was I talking about? And then realize it was me. Oh no, I always know it was you. That's ah, a shame. I should have just. I like wake up. Like if I wake up and I don't have any notifications, I go, yeah, Jason. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and then sure enough I'll go and look and it'll be like people are talking to us and you're responding and I'm like alright <laughs> typical yeah but it's okay I think people are still like enamored with the novelty of it because they're just used to it being me mm-hmm. so now it's like blah 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 dash Jason and they're like oh it's Jason because you're the star of the show man I, I, mean, I doubt enamored or I'm just a bureaucrat even in like of <laughs> Is applicable, but I have enjoyed sending pictures to people here and here and again. So I I don't even know what that means. What pictures are you sending to people? Well, little gifts. Oh, sending the gifts. Okay, yeah. I, I thought you meant something else. I was like, dude, that's not okay. No, it's weird, man. Yeah. Don't get us in trouble. I'll send. You make it sound like I have pictures of me. I'm surprised other people have I, pictures I, of me. <laughs> well, that's the way you made it sound. I was just like, you haven't been enjoying sending pictures to people. <laughs> no. Like, here's a picture of what I talk into the rest of the time. Like, in almost any picture of me that exists, you can <laughs> feel, if not see, but actually feel my eyes rolling. Oh, no. No, you can't. No, I've, I've, I, can, I can send pictures to people. I can post pictures of you. And it's, it is uh, just... The discomfort from Jason is almost tangible. Like, you can almost feel it. Yeah, I hate it. And taste it. I really hate uh, it. You know, it it actually like any time I see a picture of you, it reminds me of that Norm Macdonald bit with the old man, like his great grandfather, who's just all clinched up with his eyes wide. Mm. You know, like yeah, he's like, "How much longer is this gonna take? Yeah, somebody has to get back and feed them hogs." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> it's just weird, man. It's so funny. It, it and, is some, uh, such an uncomfortable procedure for me. Yeah, it's uh, you know. You get better, though. You get better as you go. Like, if I took pictures of you, like, the first, like, ten would be incredibly uncomfortable. And then, like, the next ten will be like, all right, he's all right. He's okay. He's still a little weird. And then, like, the next ten is just, no, you're good. You're lax. You're not even acting like anything's happening. Well, I mean, to that end, like, they took, I mean, uh, the the girl that took pictures at uh, mine and Christian's wedding. Uh Uh-huh. Um... And she had a secondary. Oh, God. They probably took a couple thousand pictures, of which 80 or so maybe exist. And that's about right, uh-huh. because that's that's the percentage of time you might actually catch me making a human face. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's yeah. just not, not a thing that makes me comfortable. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, most pictures that... Uh, the vast majority of the pictures that are taken of me are just unusable tripe. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, 
you know, just, I'm awkward, you know, and I don't know what to do with myself, so it's just like, I mean, just look at the the wedding pictures that I show up in with, that we actually, you and I took at your wedding, Mm -hmm. it's just like awkward, forced silliness. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's just like... It's all we can muster. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I'm like, you look at me and you're like, oh, it's somehow like, it's just... A large male version of Megan Trainer, <laughs> you know, just like standing there with his mouth real big and wide. I just the creepiest thing. Kind of, I just kind of always look like I've either experienced a flavor for the first time that I don't appreciate, or that someone's drilling <laughs> into my big toe, or both. <laughs> it's not. It's not flattering. No matter how I do it, at best, yeah. at best, maybe. I look goofy enough that it seems maybe slightly charming. Not in a charming kind of way, just like, oh, what a goofball. Like, that's the best I can hope for in a picture is like, oh, yeah, that goofy guy. Yeah, sometimes you have the look like someone just showed you a picture of a fetus with a tail. Yes. And then, like, I know I've taken pictures of you where you didn't expect me to be doing that. And then, like, the the picture, you just have this look like you're going, why? Yeah, I look betrayed a lot of the time. <laughs> And even the ones where I get, I know the look you're talking about where it looks like I've just been shown a picture of a fetus with a tail. And it really looks like you just showed me a picture of me as a fetus and explained to me that I had a tail once. And then I'm going, oh. <laughs> and then someone went, click. <laughs> oh. Is that why my back always itches? Yeah. Or like, here's a picture of your best friend from high school in, an un- in a compromising position with a toaster. And you just you have this face... Like, well, I guess it it's not too bad, but that is weird. It's just what I see. That's about right. That's <laughs> about right. And I, you know, I, I again, I just always have like the uh, big dopey like, Aha! but in my, if you look at my eyes, it really says, "I'm doing this for social media. I don't want to help me, please." <sighs> I. Sometimes it's like if I see a picture of you, I can hear your eyes saying, like, maybe if I act enough like a cartoon, the camera won't really steal my soul. <laughs> yeah, that's fair and hurtful. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll steal the fake me soul, and I'll persist. Yeah. Well, okay, but the real me, like, you know... And I, there's there's there are plenty of pictures of the real me. Believe me, um, I always just look like I hate the world, and like I just I I just have this like drab, let's get this the hell over with look. Like I don't know how to look pleasant. I I think in any like <laughs> real life pictures of me, I always just look distracted, just generally distracted or bemused. Yeah, like I think the truest picture I've ever taken of you was just a picture of you playing Arkham City. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one. That's probably true. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to say it. I think it's on Instagram, actually. It's, oh, I don't think God. you're on Instagram. Oh, no, God, no. Are you kidding me? I have no place there. <laughs> you have no place here? <laughs> no. Come on, man. Just be like a stream of pictures about my dog. Both. both you would dogs. probably They're be like, crazy. you would probably be so Insta-famous, it would be ridiculous. No. If you just did like a doggy blog, oh my gosh, dude. That would be That would be perfect. an a completely original idea that's never shown up on Instagram. Oh, it doesn't matter, man. Come on. Nah, no. You know better got, than that. I got cute dogs. I'm good about that. 
You do have cute dogs. Yeah. Like they, they tend to get a lot of likes. Your wife posts pictures of them. She does. They're cute dogs. They are cute dogs. You would almost not know that, you know, one of them is awful. Neither <laughs> of them is awful. Bruce is awful. He's young. <laughs> so, means nothing. I know. Are we still doing a show? I'm confused. You'll get better. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I've completely lost track of this conversation. Yeah, me too. Was there a Widow Woman coming up? There's a Widow Woman. Yeah. Widow Woman, I should. Dear God. So that's going to go a little more off the tracks, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back at some point, and, uh, <laughs> you can follow me on David C. Robertson and go, it's like the first post on my stream to see that picture of Jason playing Arkham City. Mm, sounds terrible. It is captioned, my roommate Jason shows he got game. Mm. April 25th, 2013, guys. Dear God. <laughs> so, until then, until next time, uh, keep some DC on your screen. <laughs> Or whatever the hell it is we're talking about. (laughs) That tangented hard. Well, I ain't called you for a while. Because they said don't call no more. But I had a question for you. Did did that Captain America, when he was in the Civil War, was he on the side of the North of the Was he an abolitionist? Well, I hope he was. Because he, I mean, he was a pretty good father. And I know he was in D.C. It was Washington, D.C. Ain't that right? Well, anyway, if you could answer my question, I appreciate you. And I thank you. Thank you, man. Get off, get off my party line, damn you. Myrtle, Myrtle, man, if you get off. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.